You're listening to The Urban Path, A Journey into Permaculture. Uh, Dr Ross Mars is with us again. Now, Ross, you've got plenty of strings to your bow, and you're quite involved in water. Certainly. Uh, I'm kind of the manager of a company called Water Installations, which also is uh, a sub-company of Greywater Reuse Systems. So, you know, with my permaculture uh, background, and uh, I decided to focus on one aspect of, of permaculture for me, and that was water. So all things water. So, you know, I went into the grey water business. Uh, we started making and selling, uh, installing rainwater tanks. Uh, then came along, uh, we did, always did the water-wise irrigation, but we now also do uh, wastewater treatment plants. And that's been the focus uh, of the last few years. Um, many people who uh, have alternatives to septics, etc., uh, for whatever reason, uh, or shy of stippling, they have to have an aerobic treatment unit an ATU, where the water table is too high or there's other environmental concerns. Um, so you have these plants, but they need to be installed, maintained, serviced regularly. And so I've moved into that area in, in a big way in one sense and now starting to teach that and train others uh, at TAFE to undertake the service technician courses and to design systems themselves. So you do the entire thing from design to building to maintenance to... Yeah, one, the one-stop shop, I suppose, uh, in that sense. So uh, we normally would uh, do applications to council, for example, do all the specs and drawings, uh, obviously installation, commissioning, and then uh, hand over the client. We have documents to help people understand the systems we put in, some manuals, etc., about the servicing and maintenance requirements. And then we uh, go and service these things on a regular basis uh, and write reports for councils, et cetera, and the health department. So you need to uh, you know, be mindful that it's um, a complex process in one sense that there's a lot to be done, but it's not onerous, but uh, we are very specialised in that field now and recognised for it. So you know, it got to a point where we are helping lots of different types of systems out there that uh, are difficult to maintain and service. Uh, at least we've got the skills and knowledge to do so. And how many systems would you estimate you've designed and installed? Well, um, gee, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, probably for the grey water alone, there's been several hundred of them. There's probably been a few hundred rainwater tank systems. We have installed probably, uh, I don't know, 150 wastewater treatment plants. We service about 350 altogether because we um, have taken up ones that others don't want to do. So, you know, we have a, a huge arsenal of things we've installed ourselves and ones we maintain for others that others have installed uh, and so on. And uh, Sammy picking up more each week as people find troubles with them and need some expert guidance and help. So that's a lot of experience. Though. Well, I guess I, since I started uh, in the field, uh, I guess, 20 years ago or so in this field when I designed the first grey water systems uh, using subsurface trenches in WA and uh, put in a composting toilet and, um, and then also had my own grey water systems, I kind of had an interest. And that's what my, um, my studies at uni were, the PhD was actually on, um, on grey water, so I'm Dr Grey Water. 
and it was really looking at uh, wetland plants stripping nutrients from grey water, domestic grey water, and that was the start in the early 90s of all that kind of work, and uh, I built on that work and developed my permaculture focus as a water specialist. So it must be satisfying, personally, to take what was probably right out on the edge of society and bring it more in so more and more people are using it it's becoming more and more accepted and mainstream? Well, I think so. Uh, you're right. It was, uh, I guess, in one sense, a, a bit of a pioneer um, uh, of these kind of systems uh, in, in WA. I have presented uh, papers at uh, national and international conferences on grey water uh, and wastewater. So um, reasonably well known in the industry, uh, and now I'm kind of teaching others how to do this work themselves. Uh, I have my own business, obviously, uh, where we do that. Uh, but uh, I do run courses through Polytechnic West on training people to become technicians, service technicians and installers and designers. And has uh, the various councils and government departments, has their view on this sort of stuff, or I suppose, expanded or softened over the years? Is it... Well, it's feeling more acceptable. I mean, people, uh, more compost toilets being put in. At one stage, it was, uh, you know, people just thought it was just a long drop toilet. But these days, compost toilets are very sophisticated with fans and even thermostat control to evaporate the water and you don't get the odours and smells, etc. that you might have gotten earlier models. So, you know, when people are desperate to save water, there's lots of strategies. The grey water makes sense. I mean, realistically, if you put a grey water system in with a family of four, you'd save well over 100,000 litres a year of water going in a garden. That just makes perfect sense. And in some places in... In WA, especially in the country areas or the hills areas where they have to rely on rainwater tanks. That's your whole tank, 100,000. <laughs> well, that's right. It's a rainwater tank up to about 120,000 litres is what you would need to survive most in most places in a fair rainfall, uh, is what we put in. And um, so you are putting in those things, but you are also putting in you know, systems to make the water quality good. So you're putting in first flushes and leaf eaters and screens and filters on pumps. Uh, so you're doing a whole lot of things in, in play that will not only capture water but also uh, make the water quality good to plumb it back into your house. I guess at the end of the day, families want to have peace of mind. They want to know that their kids are going to be safe drinking the water. Mm-hmm. Now, do you work mostly with, with builders or with owner-builders, or how does, how does the situation work? Uh, a bit of everything. Um, we, we do have builders and architects who spec our systems in, obviously, and we work alongside uh, in the build. Um, a lot of people come to us independently, young couples who have an interest in sustainable living in you know, trying to look after the environment, are very switched on about grey water, rainwater, and, and so on, and uh, therefore they approach us and then we work with their builder uh, to make it all happen. So there is a bit of a sequence. We are well known with all the councils in WA for the work we do, and so uh, it's not really a difficult thing to get things designed and passed through council, um, so that's not an issue. And obviously we can uh, provide services and maintenance to, to clients if they can't do things themselves. And is, is this, are we only talking about new builds or can you retrofit as well? Well, retrofitting is uh, more difficult in one sense. Uh, obviously, for grey water, if you've got paving and concrete paths around your house and you've got to dig up that up to get to your pipes, it's uh, difficult. Uh, we find that uh, a lot of uh, older people want to do the grey water. They're, the kids are left home, they're on their own, they hate wasting water. People love their gardens, love their lawns, so they want to water. They don't want to have water restrictions. So. 
they look, investigate the, the use of grey water. So you have a once-off cost, uh, but then you're using water from your laundry or your bathroom onto gardens and, in some cases, growing food, and that's got to be worthwhile. Do you see a time when the building bylaws stipulate they've got to use grey water? Well, eventually it will come in. It was meant to come in uh, probably about 10 years ago, um, but it was canned for various reasons, um, some political. And, uh, but in other states, it is mandatory uh, that they have uh, grey water-ready plumbing, that they have rainwater-ready plumbing. So these things will come in as water becomes dearer, as there are more water restrictions, uh, water being a very scarce resource. Um, these things will come in and uh, people will have to have uh, grey water systems and rainwater tank systems. Uh, so there is a slow movement, if you like, a ground swell of movement of people who are wanting to become um, a little more sustainable and, a bit, and do their bit for the environment. So they are starting to put these systems in, in their houses. And people who do want to have the grey water and the rainwater tanks and so on, if anyone's interested, how do they get hold of you for that? Well, we have uh, a website, obviously. Um, just look up waterinstallations.com or even under Greywater Reuse, and you'll be able to find us pretty easily. Um, but there's any kind of, there's also the Greywater Industry Group. So it's actually the Greywater and Wastewater Industry Group called GWIG. And GWIG have a website with all fact sheets about Greywater on there, for example. Um, so you, there's, there's information out there, easy to track down us, easy to track down uh, support. Great. Thanks, Ross. Thank you.